Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. Today I'm thankful that I can finish my social study piece, and I will share a story named "The Feet of Sand." Once upon a time, there was a mussel keeper. Wanted to cultivate the biggest and most beautiful pearl in the world. He went to the beach of the sea to select sand grains and asked them one by one whether they would like to become pearls. The grains of sand, one by one, shook their heads and said they didn't want to. The man who raised my mops got the same result from early morning to dusk. He was about to disappear just then. A piece of sand agreed, because it always wanted to be a pearl. The sand beside him laughed at him, saying that he was too stupid to live in a calm shell, far away from his relatives and friends. He could not see the sun. Rain, moon, breeze, or even light, even lack of air. He could only live with darkness, dampness, cold, and loneliness. He unworthy. The sand still went with a muscle caper, without complaint or regret. A few years later, the sand has grown on a crystal clean and valuable pearl. Some of the friends who used to laugh at it are still ordinary sand grains on the beach, and some have turned into dust. Um, it is all I want to share in this episode, and thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. Today I'm thankful that I can finish my world building piece, and I will share a story named. I want to have a farm because his father was a equestrian. Train the boy had to follow his father to the south, to the weak, to the east, and to the west. As he was running around, his study was not smooth, and his grades were not ideal. One day, the teacher asked the whole class 
to write a composition with the title of Volunteer After Growing Up. That night, the boy wrote seven pieces of paper describing his great ambition. When I grow up, I want to own my own farm, build a five thousand square foot house in the middle of the farm, and have a lot of cattle, sheep, and horses. When he handed in his homework the next day, the teacher gave him a big bad F. And told him to see him after class. Teacher, why did you fail me? He asked the teacher in bewilderment. I think your wish is unrealistic. Are you sure you can afford a farm when you grow up? How can you build a five thousand square foot house? If you are willing to rewrite the wish and write it realistically, I will consider giving you a new score. The teacher replied. After the boy returned home, he thought about it again and again. Finally, he couldn't help ask, asking his father, who saw that he was. Hesitant, he said. Nervously, son, this is a very important decision. I don't think it's necessary to take a right F, because never give up your dream. But after hearing this, the son keeps this sentence firmly in his heart. He didn't rewrite the article or change his wish. Twenty years later, the boy really owned a large farm and built a comfortable and beautiful mansion in the middle of the farm. This boy is either someone else or Jack Adams. The famous American equestrian. It is all I want to share in this podcast. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful that I learned so many things in my last pace today, and I will bring a story named. Blessing of a Corn. David Brenner, a famous American comedian, was born in poverty. When he was a child, when other children had no cars or plenty to pester their parents, he was worried about a meal and a pair of shoes. On Christmas Day, when he was Twelve years old, almost every one of his classmates got beautiful gifts from their from his their parents. 
but his father didn't give him anything when he got home that day. David looked very sad. He carefully told his father that he also wanted to get a Christmas present. The father looked at his son. After a long time, he reached into his pocket, pocket and found a coin. Child, this is my gift to you. I hope you can buy something different from others. Just at this time, a newspaper shopper passed by their house. His father said, go and buy a newspaper. Maybe it will tell you something you like. David took the money from his father and brought a newspaper. This is an article on the life experience of a Canadian, which deeply moved David. Put down the newspaper, he thought. If only I could be a Canadian. So he decided to learn combat acting. Many years old, later, many years later, David finally succeeded. He became the most famous comedian in America. David recalled, at that time, I thought my father was reluctant to give up more money to buy things for me. Now I understand that my classmates only got cars or dogs, and I got a dream of a better life. It is all I want to talk in this podcast. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful that all my family is healthy. And today I will talk a story named You Have to Have a Goal. This is a young couple. They have two children. One is Sarah and the other is Michael. When Sarah was six and Michael was four, their parents decided to raise a puppy for them. After the dog came back, they hired a trainer to train it. At the beginning of the first training, the trainer asked them, what's the dog's goal? The couple looked at each other and were surprised. They were confused and said, what's the goal of a puppy? It's goal, of course, is to be a dog. They cannot think of any other goal as a dog. The trainer shook his head very seriously and said, every dog dog has to have a goal, otherwise we can't train him at all. Do you want to train him to keep the go or to play with the children or just as your pet i have to know that that's its goal under the careful guidance of 
a trainer. The dog was successfully trained to be a good friend of a children. Its lovely behavior, loyal character, and being inside make it an indispensable member of the family. Most importantly, through the trainer, the couple also learned how to educate their children. Said. Goals for them. Their education didn't disappoint. In the end, little Sarah became a rodeo archer. Archer and Michael became the 108th mayor of New York. Michael Blumberg. They will always remember the trainer's word. A dog should have its own goal. Now to mention a person. It is all I want to share in this podcast. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful that I learned what. Alliteration, and today the story is called "We Should Not Be Poor." I was deeply influenced by the story of American John Fuller. There are seven brothers and sisters in Fuller's family. He started to work at the age of five and. Drove most at the age of nine. He was a great mother who often talks about her dream with her son. We shouldn't be so poor. Don't say that. Poverty is God's will. We are very poor, but we can't complain. That's because your father never had. The desire to change poverty. Poverty. Everyone in the family has no ambition. These words are were deeply rooted in Flora's heart. He wanted to be among the rich and began to pursue wealth. Twelve years later, Flores took over a company that was acquired and acquired seven companies in succession. When he talked about the secret of success, he replied. In his mother's words, many years ago, we are very poor, but we cannot blame others. That's because Dad never had the desire to change poverty, and everyone in the family has no ambition.
Also, I can't be the offspring of the rich. I can be the ancestor of rich. Fowler said in several invited speeches. Do you have a strong desire to change yourself? Do you have the ambition to be the ancestor of the rich? It is all I want to share in this podcast. Thank you for listening. Welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful that I can finish so many work today. And today I will bring a story named "Destiny Has Two Parts." From the moment you were born, you were destined to go back. The twists and the turns in. The middle small joy is your destiny. Fate is always with you all the time. Don't be in awe of its mystery, though sometimes it is unfathomable. Don't be afraid of its impermanence. Though sometimes it comes and goes, don't submit to fate because of its absurdity. When you're old, looking back, you will find that half of your destiny is in your hands, and only the other half is in God's hands. The more Away, don't forget that God has the other half in your hand. Your life effort is to use half of your own hand to get the other half of God's hand. This is what the so-called fighting against fate means. In fact, in the final analysis. Still fighting against ourselves. It is all I want to share in this podcast. And thank you for listening. I hope you can also learn something from it. To my podcast, I'm thankful today that I can learn many things from my yearly class. The story of
The name of the story is A Mother's Letter to the World. Dear world, my son started school today. In a period of time, he may feel strong and fresh. I hope you can be gentle with him. You know, get to know, up to know. He has always been the most favorite person in the family, and I have never left him. But now, everything will change. This morning, he will walk down the front steps of his house. With his hand and emberg on his great adventure, there may be failures, tears, and pains in, on the way, but I told him that he must face them. He wants to be where he has to be, to live in a living world. He needs faith. Yes, love and courage. So, world, I hope you hold his tender hand and teach him something. Teach him, but be gentle if you can. Teach him that if there is a warrior in the world, there is a hero. If there is a treacherous politician. There is a leader full of dedication. If there is an enemy, there is a friend. Teach him to fill the charm of books. Give him time to quietly think about the internal mystery in natural. Birds in the sky, bees in the sun, flowers on the green mountains. Teach him to know that failure is more glorious than cheating. Teach him to believe in his own ideas, even if others deny it. Teach him to sell his physical and mental strengths. At the highest price, but never sell himself his own love and soul. Teach him to despise the howl of the mob and rush to fight when think you are right. Teach him the world in a gentle way, but don't spoil him, please. Uh, because only fear can make real steel. It's just a high demand world. Please do your best. But what a lovely young man he is! It is all I want to share in this podcast. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. Today I learned something about George Washington, and. Today, the name of the story is "Father and a Small Tree." A little boy thought he was the most unfortunate child in the world. Polio left him with a lame leg and 
and even teeth. Therefore, his solemn praise, praise with his classmates. When the teacher asked him to answer questions, he always lowered his head and saying nothing. On an ordinary spring day, the little boy's father asked for some siblings from his neighbor's house. He wanted to plant them in the front yard. He told the children to plant one for each. His father saw. His father said that whoever planted the best sapling would buy the best gift. The little boy also wanted to get a gift from his father, but when he saw his brothers and sisters dancing to water the tree, somehow he came up with the idea that. He wanted the tree. He planted the daisun. He planted daisun. So after watering it once or twice, he never answered it again. A new, a few days later, when the little boy went to see the tree, he planted again. He was surprised to find that it. Not only did not weather, but also grew, and a few new leaves. Compared with the tree planted by his brothers and sisters, it seemed to be more green and leafy. The father kept his promise and brought a favorite gift for the little boy. His father told him that. From the tree he planted, he would become an excellent botanist when he grew up. Since then, the little boy had a good vision of life and gradually became optimistic and cheerful. It is all I want to share in this podcast. Thank you for listening. Hi, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful that I can have enough water to drink. And the name of my story today is One Dollar God. A little boy holding a dollar coin asked from. Shop and shop along the street. Do you have guns come here? The shopkeepers either said they didn't, or they brought. He were、uh, he was making trouble, so they threw him out of the shop. It was getting dark, and the owner of the nine twenty nine store. Warmly received the boy. The boss is an old man in his in his sixties, with silver hair and kind eye. He asked the boy, smilingly, "Tell me, kid, why did you buy God?" The boy told the old man that 
His name was Bundy. His parents died early, and he was raised by his uncle, Padra. Uncle is a construction worker. He fell off the skateboard not long ago, and is still unconscious. The doctor said that only God could save him. Don Bundy thought God may must be a wonderful thing. I will buy God back and let my uncle eat it. I will be fine. The old man wet his eyes and asked, "How much do you have? One dollar." The old man took the coin, took a bottle of case of. God, brand drink from the shelf. Took it, boy. Your uncle drink this bottle of God, and it will be okay. Overjoyed, Bundy took the drink in her arms and went back to the hospital. As soon as he entered the ward. He yelled happily, "Uncle, I brought God, and you will be better soon." A few, a few days later, a medicine team of the world's top medical experts came to the hospital and cured Pastrab. When Pastrab was discharged. From hospital, he almost fainted when he saw the astronomical figure on the medical bill. But the hospital told him that an old man helped him pay all the money. The old man, a billionaire, retired from. The position of chairman of a multinational company lived in seclusion in the city and opened a grocery store to pass the time. The medical team was hired by the old man. Patrick was so excited that. He and Bundy immediately went to thank thank the old man, but the old man had sold the grocery store and traveled abroad. Later, Parab received a letter from the old man, which said, "Young man, you are so lucky to have a new health." Bundy, in order to save you, he took a dollar to buy God everywhere. Thank God, he saved your life. But you must always remember that the real God is people's love. The story is over here. Thank you for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful.
that I have enough food to eat. And the name of the story is When the Train Sleeps. The girl is a college graduate. He wanted to go to a city far away. Four boys who love her secretly at the same time sent her together. The girl knows that she is afraid she will never be with them again. When the train was about to start, the four boys seemed to go out to want to say something. The girl asked with a smile, Do you all want me to leave? I can't bear to go with me. The four boys looked sad and didn't know what to do for a moment. Just as the door frame was about to be put away, one of the boys jumped onto the train, reached to the girl's seat, and held her tightly in his arms. The girl didn't refuse. She learned on the boy's shoulder, curious what his color. The three boys on the platform were stunned before they could make any response. The train dropped out of the platform. Uh, years later, in another city at the girl's wedding, the other three boys asked the girl, when did you decide to marry him? The girl said, the moment he jumped on the train, regardless of himself, the girl asked at that time, why didn't you come with me? I thought you were joking, said a boy at that time. I didn't have a time to make any preparation, said the second boy. I thought it would be a long time. We could have a long-term plan, said the third boy. Each has its own reasons, but the starting train will never will not stop for these reasons. And this is all I want to share in this podcast. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that I can go to school study. And today I will share a story named are you God's wife? On a cold day in December in New York, a little boy about 10 years old stood in front of the Broadway sh- shoes shop store. He was barefoot, looking inside through the window, shaking with a cold. A woman came up to the boy and asked, little guy, 
What are you looking at so seriously? I once asked God to give me a pair of shoes. I want to know if there are any in them. The boy replied. The lady took him by the hand and went into the shop. He asked the clerk to bring half a dozen socks for the boy. Then he asked the clerk if she could get a basin of hot water and a towel. The clerk gladly complied. She took the little guy to the back of the shop, took off her gloves, knelt down. But the boy's feet is hot in hot water. Reached them for them for him, and then dried them with a towel. And at this time, the clerk. Came back with socks. The woman took out one pair to put on for the child, brought a pair of shoes for him, and then wrapped up the remaining pairs of socks and gave them to the boy. At the door of the shoe store, the lady patted the boy. On the head and said, "Young man, did you feel better now?" As she was about to turn away, the little boy held her head, her hand behind her, and looked up at her face with tears in his eyes. He asked the lady in a trembling voice, "Are you God's wife?" It is all on the share in this podcast. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I can、uh, learn something from my Chinese class. The name of the story is "This Is Love." This. There is everything. A lady opened the door and saw three old men with floating silver beards sitting on the front steps of her house. Although his wife and they didn't did not know each other, but still politely came. Forward to say hello. You must be hungry. Go inside to eat something. Is your man in? The old people asked. Yes, the lady replied. Go and ask for his advice first. The old man answered. The lady went back to the house and told her husband about it. The husband said, "Go tell them and invite them in." So she went out to invite them again. 
but we don't go in together, said the old man. The lady was best. An old man pointed to a company and said, "His name is Wells." He pointed to another company and said, "His name is Success." I am Love. He continued, "We are only going in one person. Go and discuss with your husband to see which." What you want to let in? The wife told the old people's word to her husband. The husband was very surprised and said, "In this case, let's invite the rich old man. Go and invite him in." The wife disagreed and said, "Dear, why don't you invite success?" Then their doctor interjected. I think it's better to invite love in. It's the best for the family to have love. Then listen to your doctor. The husband said to his wife. The lady went out and told the old man, "We have discussed it. Please ask the old man of love to come with me." Love walked into the room, but the other two old men. Also followed his wife, best and as wealth and success. Just now, I invited you to come in. You said you can't come in together. Now I invite love. How did you want to come? The old people answered together. Don't you know where there is love, there is wealth and success. And the story is over here. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful that my family are stay safe. And today the title of my story is. Usual shells on a remote island in Hawaii. A teacher explained to a group of primary school students why people give each other presents at Christmas. The teacher said, "The gift shows our love and joy for the coming of Jesus." It also shows our gratitude to those who love us. Christmas is coming. A boy brings a shining shell to his teacher. It is a rare treasure in the shell. The teacher asks, "Why did you find such an unusual?" Shell. The boy told the teacher that in a secret beach, more than twenty kilometers away, sometimes this kind of shining shell would be washed ashore. My father said 
it was a very precious shell. So he walked more than twenty kilogram, a kilometers, and he cut such a shell for his teacher. The teacher said, "It is so beautiful. I will cherish it all my life. But you shouldn't have done." Gone so far to bring me a gift. The boy blinked his eyes and said, "A shell as a gift may be too light. I also give you walking as a gift." The teacher hugged the little boy and said, "Excitedly." I like your shell very much, but I think the gift of work is more precious. The story is over here. Thank you for listening. Can finish my world building pace, and the title of my story is "Mom Only Charges Zero Dollars." Texas has a law in the United States: all children over fourteen years old must share the housework with their parents. Physically, such as washing dishes, cleaning the floor, cutting the lawn, etc. On a Sunday night, the clever boy Tom wrote a bell to his mother. Tom helped his mother buy food in the supermarket, and his mother should pay five dollars. Tom got up. And folded his quilt, and his mother should pay two dollars. Tom cleaned the floor, and his mother should pay three dollars. Tom was a good boy, and his mother should pay ten dollars. Total twenty dollars. After Tom finished writing, he put the note on the table and went to bed. After. Saying the note, her mother, who was so busy and sweating, gave a tolerant smile and added a few lines to it, which she put on Tom's pillow. When Tom wakes up, he sees such a bell. His mother painstakingly covered Tom for ten months. And Tom pays zero dollars. His mother teaches Tom to walk and talk, and Tom pays zero dollar. His mother makes delicious food for Tom every day, and Tom pays zero dollar. His mother accompanies Tom to the children's park every weekend, and Tom pays zero. 
mother prayed for Tom every day, hoping that he would become a lovely little boy like an angel. Tom should pay zero dollar, total zero dollar. This knot is still treasured by Tom. It tells Tom that true love cannot be measured. And the story is over here. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that um I can finish my math piece, and the title of the story is "Life Changing Price." Carnage was recognized. As a bad boy, when he was a child, when he was nine, his father married his stepmother. At that time, they still lived in poor families in the countryside. Well, their stepmother came from rich families, as he introduced Carnage to his stepmother. The father said, "Honey." I hope you pay attention to the worst boy in the county. He has left me helpless. Maybe by tomorrow morning, he will throw a stone at you, or do something bad you can't even think of. To Carnage's surprise, his stepmother came up to him with a smile. Raised his head and looked at him seriously. Then she turned to her husband and said, "You are wrong. He's not the worst boy in the county. He's the smartest and the most creative boy in the county. It's just that he hasn't found a place to rent his enthusiasm." The stepmother's words make Carnage's heart warm, and tears almost roll down. With this sentence, he and his stepmother begin to establish friendship. In other words, this sentence has became become a driving force for him to create twenty-eight golden rules. Of success in the future, helping millions of ordinary people to embark on the road of success and wealth. Before his stepmother arrived, no one pressed him for his intelligence. His father and neighbors decided that he was a bad boy, but his stepmother changed his life. When Carnage was fourteen years old, his stepmother brought him a second-hand typewriting writer and said to him, "I believe you will become a writer." Carnage accepted his stepmother's gift and expectations and began contributing to a local newspaper. He understands the enthusiasm 
of his stepmother and appreciated her enthusiasm. He saw with his own eyes how she changed. Their family with her enthusiasm, so he didn't want to let her down. This power from his stepmother stimulates carnages. Imagination stimulates his creativity. Helped him connect with. Infinite wisdom, and make him a rich and famous writer in the United States, and one of the most influential figures in the twentieth country century. And the story is over here. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm learning. I'm thankful that I learned so many things in my social pace, and the story of and the story is the volume of puppies. A shopkeeper put up an advertisement on the door, which said "sell puppies." That afternoon, a little boy appears under. The billboard. How much is your puppy? He asked. Thirty to fifty dollars. I have two point seventy five dollar. May I have a look at them, please? The owner whistled. And the lady in charge of the dog appeared, followed. By five furry puppies, the little boy found that one of the puppy was far behind, limping one leg at a time. What's wrong with that little dog? The owner explained, "It's born like this." The doctor said, "It's not good." The little boy said, "That's the puppy I bought it." The owner said, "If you really want it, I will give it to you." The little boy was very angry. He glared into the owner's eyes and said, "I don't need to give it. I don't need you to give it to me. It should be worth the same price as other dogs. I will pay two point seventy-five now and fifty." Seasons a month until it's done. The owner advised, "You really don't need to buy this dog. It can't play with you like other dogs do." Hearing this, the little boy rolled up his trouser legs to show his seriously deformed legs. His left leg is limp. And supported by a metal frame, he looked at the owner and whispered, "I can't run well myself. That little dog needs someone who understands it." And 
The story is over here. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful that I learned so many words in my world building pace. And today, the title of the story is "It's Not Flowers, It's Children." David has two nephews and lovely children. One is five years old, and the other one is five,、uh, seven years old. One day, David was teaching his seven-year-old son, Kelly, how to use the lawn mower. When he told him how to turn the lawn mower around, his wife, Money, suddenly stopped him and asked him something. David turns to answer Money's question, but. Kelly pushes the lawn mower into the flower bed next to the lawn. Originally, he wanted to practice how to turn around. Seeing that his father didn't come, he made full use of the mowing technique he had just learned.
of this podcast name is Disney Mouse. A 21 years old winter came to Kansas City from his hometown with a suitcase containing shirts, underwear, and painting materials. Carrying only $40, he went through many There was no money to pay the rent. He had brought an abundant garage as a studio. Every night, he heard the mouse squeaking. One day, he looked up dimly and saw a pair of small bright eyes flashing under the dim light. He didn't kill the mouse. And his suffering has made him feel compassionate. In the day to come, he will get alone with his little mouse day and night. After in the dark, he looked at the mouse, said, uh, In the difficult years, they seem to have established a tech. Soon he left Kansas City to make a content in Hollywood. However, the content characters he designed were rejected one by one, and he tasted the taste of failure again. He was so poor that he spent many sleepless nights sinking hard in the dark, even flaunting his talent. All of a sudden, he thought of those bright little eyes. Inspiration flamed, flashed in the dark, looked uh, like an electric light. Little mouse just draw that Cute little mouse, Mickey Mouse, a cartoon image loved by children all over the world, was born. He is the famous Walt Disney. From then, with his talent and inspiration, he built the Disney building step by step. God did not give him much, only gave him a little mouse. But he cut it to Walt Disney. This little mouse is worth tens of million. And the story is over here. Thank you for listening. Hi, Ara. Welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful that today I. Listen so many good songs, and the title of the story is the role of Janice in the slam in real. The general, there is a boy who likes football very much, but can't afford it, so he kicks it, plays, kick boxes, 
water bottle and coconut shells from the destiny. He kicked it in the alley on the road beside the vegetable market on any open space he can find. One day, a football coach saw him kicking another thing. He found that the boy played very attentively, so he offered to give him a football. The little boy played hardly with football, and soon he was able to accurately kick the ball into a bucket randomly placed in the distance. Let's play for the boy who has no money for us at Christmas, she said after play, praying with his mother. The little boy asked his mother for a shovel and ran away. He came to the garden in front of the football coach roller chose a suitable place and began to dug a pit just as the earth pit was about to give back the master came out he was surprised to ask the little boy what he was doing the boy raised his face full of sweet and said coach christmas is coming i don't have money to buy you presents so I will dig a hole for your Christmas tree. The coach pulled the little boy up from the tree, Pete, and said, I got the best gift in the world today. Tomorrow you will come to my training ground to practice three years later. The 17 years old scored 21 goals in the sixth football championship winning the gold cup for brazil for the first time a name not known to the world ballet then spread all over the world the story is over here thank you for listening hi everyone welcome to my podcast for the state senate and lost. He set out to start his own business, but within a year, it went bankrupt. Over the next few years, he had to travel around to pay his debt. He ran for state council alone. This time, he was elected 
and he felt a glimmer of hope that life had changed. The next year, in nine, in 1851, he was en- engaged to a beautiful girl, and expectedly, a few months before the wedding date, his fiancée died. He was discharged and beaten, beaten for several months. In 1952, he visited to run for the U.S. Congress, but he still failed. But instead of giving up, ask himself, "What if you failed?" In 1956, he ran for Congress again. He sought his performance as a member of Congress was excellent. He believed that the water would elect him, but he still lost. In order to earn back a large amount of money spent in the trumpet, he applied. To the state government to be the land officer of the state, the state government returned his application report with the following approval: the land officials of the state require outstanding talents and an extraordinary. He was not discouraged by successive failures. Two years later, he ran for the U.S. Senate again, but still failed. In the eleven major events he experienced in his life, he succeeded only twice, and the other ended in failure. But he never stopped pursuing. In 1860, he was finally elected president of the United States. He is a Mary Abraham Lincoln, who is still deeply missed by Americans. The story is over here. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful that um I can have enough food to eat. And today I will share a story. Story, um,、uh, named "Saw of the Back of the Major Chair." Crocker, the father of Milo's, Milo's, was just a little known paper cup and dairy machinery manufacturer in Chicago a few decades ago. Now he has been hired as the king of McDonald's. Empire, without bother by the business 
as love others like to set in the office and give older he spent more than six person a sixty percent of his working time on working management through failed visit to companies and department he was found many problems and solved them in time. Once upon a time, McDonald's company faced with serious financial losses. After investigation, Crocker finds that it was the bureaucratic style of the company's department then a manager that led to the crisis. They were used to laying comfortable in the armchair, pointing their finger and feet, unable to see the root of the problem and spent a lot of time on empty talk and matter-of-fact passing for this reason. Crocker was restless. He felt that it was impossible to reverse this long-standing practice by ensuing a few a few lectures with a strict face in order to give right of managers laziness Crocker came up with a magic trick he sent an angered instruction to McDonald fast food restaurants all over the world to to take all the managers' chairs off to ignore all the people were based fast. They didn't know. No, they didn't know the intention of president. But in the face of tall orders, the manager had to comply with the rule. They are very uncomfortable when they sit in the chair without back and have to stand up to walk around frequently. Finally, they gradually understood. Crocker's painstaking efforts and went out to the office one after another to follow Crocker's example and go deep into the grassroots working management. Really, on these secret manuals not only solved the financial crisis, but also became one of the top 500 companies in the world.
the story is over here. Thank you for listening. message received and today the title of the story is where's the groundhog the teacher told the students a story there were three hunts chasing a woodchuck and the woodchuck got into a tree hole there was only one exit from the tree hole but after a hole a little pig came out of the tree hole. The little pig ran forward quickly and climbed up another big tree. Big, a pig hiding in the tree. In the hurry, did not stand. Fell down. Stan is looking up at the three hunts. Finally, the pig escaped. After that, the teacher asked, What's wrong with this story? The student said, Pigs can't climb trees. Also, a pig can't stand three hands at the same time. Besides, how can a pig run better than a hunt? What else? The teacher continued until the children couldn't find any more questions. The teacher said, but there are any another question you haven't mentioned. Where's the groundhog? Where's the groundhog? The teacher's word all of sudden will pull the student thinking to the goal, the hunting dogs, a groundhog, because of the pig's suddenly appearance. Everyone unconsciously break off and the god hog disappeared in his mind and the story is over here I hope you can learn something and thank you for listening Bonnie is a champion of running, but he can't 
people think that this is the weakness of the rabbit. So the rabbit's parents and teachers forced it to learn to swim. It took the little rabbit most of his life to learn. It's not only confused; it's painful. All said, the rabbit is born for running. This shows this should be a place for it to play. The advantage of running. It seems that there are still wise people in the world. Look around us, right? Most companies, schools, families, and institutions follow an unwritten law. Let people try to correct their weaknesses. The design of our whole education system look a mousetrap. Is aimed at the weakness of human being, rather than discovering and motivating their strengths and strengths. Company manager spent most of their time on people who have shortcomings in order to help them reduce their mistake. Parents and teachers pay attention to one of their children was great, not the one they are good at. Almost everyone is concerned. Treating on solving problems instead of finding advantage. Everyone has this idea. This is as long as you can correct a person's shortcomings, he will be better as long as he can fix the shortcomings of the company. The company will be better. Sadly, this inference. Is totally wrong. Only pay attention to correct the shortcoming of a person of a company, and do not pay attention to its advantages. Can only create an ordinary or mediocre person or company. The story is over here. Thank you for listening. Almost all white flowers are rampant. The most colorful the flowers are, the less fragrant they are. His conception is: people are the same. The most simple people, the more inherent beauty. In fact, it's very fragrant in the daytime, but few people can. Smell it," said the flower. Expert, his conclusion is: 
because people are in patrols during the day, they can't smell the friend fragrance of the night incense. If a person's heart is quiet during the day, he will find that nocturnal incense, ounces muscles, fragrant and coalescing, are grand even in the honeymoon. Flower experts said in the morning to buy lotus, we must choose those is full pollen. His consultation is the morning is the best time to lotus to open. If a lotus does not open in the morning, it may not open at noon. At the night, the same is true. When we look at people, if a people doesn't do anything when he's young, it will be more difficult for him to do something when he's. Middle age or old. The more expensive a flower is, the easier it will wither," said the flower expert. He needs to cherish youngs because youngs is the most precious flower, the most easily lost. Every rose has a run. Said the flower expert, his conclusion is that, like everyone, there are parts of your character that you can't tolerate, love or lose, and do not have to work hard to eradicate its thorn, as long as learn how not to. Be hurt by its thorn, but also learn how to how not to let their thorn scratch the people who love you. The story is over here. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful that it's my last podcast of this quarter. The story is. The power of the week. One day, Tiger was sleeping in the sun. A little mouse came across its path and woke it up. The tiger was about to open his mouth to eat it when the mouse cried, "Oh, don't eat me! Please let me go, sir. I will repay you one day." Tiger heart sneered, "Little mouse, how can I help a tiger?" But he was a kind-hearted tiger, and let the mouse go. Before long, the tiger was covered by a net. It struggled with all its strength, but the net was too strong, so it reared. The mouse heard it and ran over. Don't move, dear tiger. I will help you. I will bite the rock. The rock. The mouse bit the knot of the net with its sharp teeth, and the tiger escaped from the net. Last time you laughed at me, 
The mouse said, "You think I'm too small? I can't do anything for you. You see, now a poor little mouse has saved your life." And the principle of this story is: in this world, no one is destined to be strong, and no one is destined to be weak. Those who think they're the strong and the strong, those who think they. Are the weak? Are the weak? It's a short story, but I think I hope you can learn something from it. And thank you for listening.